It's the Ball Out of Fallout Podcast. Let's go. Welcome, my people, to the Ball Out of Fallout Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Owens, the Xavier Owens on Instagram, the Ball Out Fam is a crew of unfiltered, passionate, and refreshingly insightful sports enthusiasts, just like you. A real squad of individuals talking NBA and NFL with a side of fantasy football, so let's get it poppin'! Hey, what's up, E? Yo, yo, what it do, what it do? What it do, what it do? Week 8, baby! How we doing, how we doing, how you feeling? I'm cool, I'm cool, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm 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 hanging in. I to be honest, I I think with week eight, the mo- the trade deadline has maybe been more interesting than the uh, week eight slate of games. <laughs> to to be I honest, agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you all the way on that one. Uh, there were a lot of surprising moves, and a couple that had me, you know, kind of head scratching for a second. You know, yeah. Um, as soon as I woke up, I heard about the whole, you know, T.J. Hawkinson to the Vikings, and I find it funny. Because Irv Smith, I feel bad for this man because this is the second time that he's gotten hurt and now all he's looking for is replacement again. <laughs> because yeah. he got hurt a couple of years ago and then they picked up Chris Herndon, right? Right. And they traded for him and then he gets hurt again. Now they trade for TJ Hawkinson. And TJ Hawkinson is a big time upgrade over Chris, what they had in Chris Herndon, which wasn't much because they didn't really use him. No, but. I didn't even think the that I didn't even think the Lions were looking to trade Hawkinson until I heard about it. So I was kind of like, "Hmm, I, the, it makes the Vikings look stacked everywhere." You know what I mean? Like they look ready, you know. But yeah. for the Lions, though, what was I just wonder why? Because that's Jared Goff's boy. And you know, Jared Goff likes his tight end. So yeah. I, just wondering what the you know the motive was behind trading T.J. Hawkins. Now, do you know did Minnesota also get picks? I with, believe so. I, because I'm looking, I'm I, on the ESPN side. I'm just looking, and under Hawkinson, I also see a 2023 fourth rounder and a 2024 conditional fourth rounder in the same category mm-hmm. as T.J. So Minnesota got picks back as well with him. I believe so, yeah. I don't think it was just like a straight, you know, a trade and then they give and then the Vikings send them some picks. I'm not too sure of the compensation on Detroit's side. Um, but I know it has to be it's fairly significant for them to trade their number one tight end. Um, but I know I do believe that they did get some com- some extra compensation along with trading um T J Hawkinson. Oh, okay. Got you. So they got the picks and compensation. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um. And then gave, but yeah. So a 2023 second rounder and a 2024 third rounder for uh to Detroit uh, in exchange for T.J. Hawkinson to Minnesota. Um. Yeah. Great. I mean, great pickup for Minnesota. I. You know, I was thinking about Detroit, and as far as. From what I've gathered, oh my goodness, I'm gonna shut off this email. Um, from what I've gathered and seen some of their games and kind of looking over Hawkinson's performance over the season, 
it doesn't seem like like unless somebody is hurt unless somebody is injured it doesn't seem like he's the first option i mean maybe some defenses they face may force him into being the first option for detroit but it it just seems like they go to their run game and they go to the receivers heavy um and and they're those positions are higher in the pecking order it seems for detroit than the tight end but they have this sports car of a tight end in the garage you know what i'm saying but it's like the third most used car in the garage um and their record is i mean detroit's record isn't great uh right now to pull up the standings um I, i don't even you know it doesn't even seem like they're really in contention yeah, I know they've taken a couple of tough losses recently. I know, I know, I know for a fact they believe they have at least two wins, but I think they're like two and six now. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was interesting just because I did, I just didn't think they were in the market to trade them. But I think I guess when you're gonna get a yeah, they're second one and NFL, six. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, they're at the bottom. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess when you get a second and a third, I guess that's kind of hard to pass up because you know they're not going to give you a first unless, it, you know, if Hawkinson yeah. was like Travis Kelsey, you know, balling out on that level, I feel like that's worth a first. But, I mean, getting what they got for him, I kind of understand. Right. I kind of see why, you know, especially with that need that the Vikings have now. And now they get a young tight end, um, potentially actually firmly replacing Irv Smith don't really know what type of a role he has, especially if Hawkinson balls out. Yeah. I think that would be an interesting development come, you know, because he's going to be out a while. Like, he's protect- – I think he's projected, like, between four to ten weeks, I think. So, he's out indefinitely, as far as I know. So, I mean, if Hawkinson – I believe – after what he's done in Detroit now, he goes from a, like a non, like non-competitive team to a competitive team. And we saw that a few times, at least. To, um, today, well, yesterday, especially with the whole Bradley Chubb thing, the holy Bradley Chubb trade. Yeah, um, uh, with Bradley Chubb going to uh, Miami. Yeah, going from yeah. a somewhat contending team to arguably a contending team in the Dolphins, and yeah. kind of upgrade that pass rush, the little pass rush that they had. Yeah. You know, they have pass. You know, they can get to the they can get to the quarterback just not too often now. You get somebody who knows how to do that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a great component for for Miami. Um, we'll uh, we'll jump on to Miami in a second, but uh, just real quick, I want to say uh, Vikings. You know, six and one. Um, Hawkinson there now. Um, they. I'm not sure getting an, enough respect, you know what I mean, as as a team, uh, how well they're playing, six and one. This doesn't feel like, um, I, dude, I, this doesn't feel like the Minnesota Vikings of yesteryear to me personally. Um, I mean, I think they're great on defense. Their coach is has has proved himself already as a coordinator for a winning team. Um, and is doing great things here. I, I think Cousins looks great week in and week out. They've got so many weapons on offense as well. Now the addition of Hawkinson, I mean, 
you know, Cousin said it himself in the interview, like, he likes it this way, not being talked about, kind of flying under the radar. I mean, they're, they're, they're game off of a perfect season. I mean, Eagles only have one less loss than them. Um, yeah, I, you know. But they're not nearly t- – same record as the Bills, and they're not even talked about 40% as much as the Bills are. Uh, maybe even 30, 35% as much as the Bills are. Yeah, you would you would think, like, as, as much as, as scrutiny as the Vikings have acquired over the last, you know, few years, you would think now when the when things are kind of, like, going their way, at least these last few weeks and like, pretty much all season, mm-hmm. you would think at least they would be in the news, they'd be talked about, but nobody, everybody's just keeping them under the radar. They just continue to, fight, like, win win and win even though it looks bleak sometimes like they, they they're really getting their closing you know that's been a thing in my and um minnesota too they, they haven't been able to close especially you know with you know kirk's whole prime time thing he couldn't perform at prime time games yeah <laughs> but oh yeah yeah know, that was the thing for him right the the big games the the prime time games yeah yeah and i was just like you know now the vikings have I, I got a shout out to you know Kevin O'Connell over there like change kind of, and the same thing with the head coach change compared with the Brian Dable like came in and like installed they're both Bills offense. right um, Kevin O'Connell came from the Rams 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 that's right uh, that's McVay's staff but Dable um, came from the Bills yeah so it's like it, it's it's comparable situations um but with the new offense that's been installed with the vikings like it's it looks good like and it looks like it's you know it's it's getting the job done each and every week and not to mention defensively that like they're not as you know high profile as the rest some of these other teams out here but you know they they, they get the job done there the darius smith is doing the job you know like what he was signed there to do and i mean what more can you ask for to be honest yeah yeah they 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 look great, man. They look great, and then it's not talked about. Uh, you hear you hear about the four and three, and uh, Los Angeles Chargers more than you hear about the six and one Minnesota Vikings. Um, exactly. You know. So, um, yeah. As far so yeah, you know, like, as you were saying with Miami, Bradley Chubb, um, Chase Edmonds really wasn't being used that much in the Miami offense. Uh, they they pretty much committed to Raheem Mostert. Uh, you know, not how I thought that was going to go in preseason uh, or in or in week one of the regular season. Nope. Um, I, yeah. They ship a couple of first rounders as well, but I mean, they're they're in win now mode. You know, <laughs> what was the meme? Yeah. Fuck them picks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Miami's Miami's interesting because you know, Tua's. I, and I'm 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 just gonna say it, man. Like Tua's looking like their franchise guy, like. Despite the hit injuries and all of that, like this was the year Tua had to prove it. He's proving it, man. Like he he's looking like the guy that they've been needing and the guy that they've been waiting for. And yeah, he looks he, like the real deal. Good. He looks like the yeah. real freaking deal. Like the accuracy is there. Like he's getting the ball to Tyreek downfield. He's finding Jalen Waddle. I, I like to call him that little that little big three they got going on right there, man. Jaseki too. So I'm like, the whole Chase Edmonds thing. I was like, I, I felt like it was always going to be Raheem Mostert. But if you ask me, they, Jeff Wilson is an upgrade over Chase um, 
Edmonds because yeah, yeah, I can agree. You with saw that. what he, yeah, you saw what he was doing in with the Niners like for the last few years. Every time there was an injury, like he just stepped in and there was never a drop off. Like he just took he's like like I think he had like five point six yards per carry, and I'm like, this guy just. You, you can plug and play him. You know what I mean. Like, and I think now with this Miami offense, you just you can just plug and play him. I, I think that's a big time upgrade over Chase Edmonds going, but he's going to Denver, so you know we'll see how that kind of correlates with Latavius Murray and uh, Melvin Gordon. But yeah, yeah man, my like, uh, I, my buddy pointed out, aren't those all Niners guys? Um, uh, Mike uh, McDaniel. Yeah. And they, they are, now, are. yeah, Roheem and they're all back and together. <laughs> Reunion. <laughs> uh, one Christian McCaffrey trade, now they're shipping people off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I imagine, you know, Eli Mitchell comes back and, you know, spells McCaffrey, backs him up. Yeah, I, I thought they were actually going to look, maybe look to trade Mitchell, to be honest with you. I didn't oh, think really? They, I knew they were looking. That was kind of like my, like, I was optimistic because I thought maybe they'd be looking to trade Mitchell because of all maybe all this injury history hasn't gone the field too terribly much. But they just, they did mention Jeff Wilson. They were looking to trade him first. So I feel like it's going to be McCaffrey and Mitchell, to be honest, because I don't know if they're going to – I you, we all saw what McCaffrey did on Sunday, triple crown and all of that good stuff. Yeah, but, but can you essentially go take the risk of backing him up with an essentially a excuse me fourth string guy? You know, you're talking yeah. McCaffrey, Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, and two of those guys are gone. Like outside of your number one, you're you're looking at like the fourth man. I don't even I don't even know who their fourth you know running back is. Um, I don't know if you want to take that risk, you know, of, of him staying, you know, healthy late through the season. If you can get a healthy Eli Mitchell back for, you know, maybe around playoff time, maybe sooner. Yeah, they're expecting him to come back from the bye is kind of what I've heard. But, I mean, that is, like, and that's another thing, too. It's like, you, unfortunately, they can't just be running McCaffrey. Like, he, I don't know if he's going to be doing what he, everything he did on Sunday every week, you know, so... Yeah, well, I mean, I Debo think, is out, too, so... True, that is a key factor, and I kind of forgot about Debo. That offense for a second, but <laughs> crazy, man, how they... How so they, much, like, bro. Ah. Jimmy yeah, G man, was looking but... real functional out there with them, too. Looking yeah, mighty, man. mighty functional. Like, he, he, bro, all he really had to do was, like, stand in there and toss the ball around. Like, he didn't really have to be a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or a Tom Brady way back when or Aaron Rodgers. And he didn't have to be a franchise guy. He just had to manage the game and get the ball to the playmakers. That's it. And yeah. everyone else did everything. Like, even McCaffrey tossed the pass and threw for a 34-yard touchdown. So he didn't really have to do too terribly much at the end of the day. But I thought it was – that was a – the Kyle Shanahan man is an offensive genius. I don't think, I if he could have, he is an offensive genius. I mean, look, like, Garoppolo still threw two thirty five and two. You know, like that's not. Yeah. A, but I know what you're saying, right? His job, the way that this offense works, and the talent around him, it's there's really not a ton on his shoulders comparatively to other quarterbacks in the league. Exactly. Like he doesn't have to do like. What kind of what they're sometimes you know go out there really win games like 
um, he doesn't have the like the weight on that weight that type of weight on his shoulders. So I think that's a very that's a very cool thing too to like have that type of offense and those players around you to be like all I gotta do is get them the ball and they'll take care of the rest. Now you know the interesting thing about that is that you know to me as far as the 49ers like they're four and four right now, but this is a team that has you know it's gone to a Super Bowl. It also went to an NFC Championship game. You know. By virtue of going to Super Bowl, you've gone to two NFC Championship games and won one of them. Um, the only sort of thing... I, I feel like holding Jimmy G back from getting to the mountaintop is being able to overcome those moments where he does have to make something happen. And in the in a couple of those big games, I feel like... It has needed to be on his shoulders a little bit, and you know they kind of couldn't, you know, couldn't deliver. Like you, you see, you know, when when you see, you know, the freaking Chiefs scoring and, and literally running up behind you, like, or, or just you know marching up behind you, like you know Michael Myers from Halloween, um, in 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 the Super Bowl, you know, hit you know hit the gas, hit the gas on the car, you know, take off, you know, run like. He needed to kind of put things on his shoulders to keep that what was what was a substantial lead in that Super Bowl, and uh, you know obviously they 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 couldn't outrun the Chiefs even with a major head start. So I guess I say that to ask when it comes to a Jimmy Garoppolo led 49ers offense. Do they finally have enough around him on this team that they can win a Super Bowl? Not just go, not just get to the game before, you know, but win a Super Bowl without any, you know, without needing a clutch moment from him in the fourth quarter. Um, so that that I'm not that I'm not sure of. You know what I mean? Can can you ultimately have enough talent around a guy to mask his deficiencies? You know, a quarterback to mask the quarterback's deficiencies. Is that possible? I mean, I guess, but is it possible to get a Super Bowl with that? And I and I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think about Nick Foles, but Nick Foles was playing great. Like Nick Foles was playing out of his mind. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like yeah. he was being carried. Like he was he was really getting it done in the playoffs. Um, I mean, uh, what's his name? Jared Goff went, but you saw the mountain that they need to have around him. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe Jimmy G will just have his moment, you know, one day and one big game in the Super Bowl, uh, and make the throw he needs to make in the final moment. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, San Francisco is super scary, man. Uh, 31-14 against the Rams, uh, in week eight. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to say anything on this game, anything else on this game or move on your call. Uh, yeah, I don't have too much more to say about it, to be honest. It's just going to be scary when Debo comes back, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's an offense is potent for sure. Um, you know, speaking of another potent offense, um, especially with Tony Pollard <laughs> at the helm, Dallas, 49 of 29, uh, go for me on that. What do you think? 
Oh man, uh, I think he had what like he had double digit carries, 134 yards and three touchdowns, I believe. Tony Pollard, if you ask me, if I were Jerry Jones, he won the job. He won the like, and he's gonna be a free agent too, and that's gonna be a very interesting to see what happens. Like we're kind of like we talked about between the whole Zeke and Pollard situation, yeah. but if you ask me, Tony Pollard did has been he's been doing, but he did everything he needed to do on Sunday to officially open the discussion and continue the discussion until it actually happens. What do you do with this man? Why do you, like <laughs> like where do you how do you handle the situation? Because Zeke's not had too many big performances. And he's kind of look. He's not looked. He's looked like a shell of himself since his rookie year, and maybe a year after, maybe a second year, like maybe two, three good years of Zeke. And so far, they've not been not been great afterwards. So, what? Do you, and you paid him all that money and all and everything like that. So, and oh, again, it opens up, it reopens that conversation of what happens to this. Like, what do we do? You know, you have two arguably two really good backs but one of them is significantly significantly playing outplaying the other and we saw that on sunday that was a big reason to why they won other than the defense and Dak doing what Dak needed to do tony pollard man oh goodness like that that that's a big question if i'm dallas right now yeah i don't know what they do with zeke after this year, I'm, I'm I'm honestly not sure. I've heard some say that you know Jerry Jones, you know, has a love fest with Zach, with uh, Zeke Elliott, so you know he's he's not gonna you know let him go any kind of way. Um, but on you know on on the other hand, Jerry Jones is known for making making moves. You know when he feels like it'll it'll put him in a winning position for his team. Um, Tony Pollard definitely seems like the better workhorse running back than Zeke, but, um, you know, do they want to, the question is going to be, do they want to pay Zeke for, you know, what he's bringing to the team or for the value that he's bringing to the team? I don't know what that gap is between the reality of what he brings to the team and what his agent or his perception is of what he brings to the team and how big that gap is or, or, you know, can him and, and Dallas meet at a, at a happy point contractually um, for next year. But as far as this year, uh, I think they like him as their bruiser guy. You know what I mean? I think they like Zeke coming in on short uh, yardage situations and, and running the ball uh, for gritty yards inside um, as far as this year is concerned and their potential playoff run, you know what I mean? Like, um, I think there is a role there for him. Um, you know, we're, we're just not sure what things are going to look like, in, you know, as far as his contract, how much they want to pay for him to be in that role in the future after this year, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a significant question. It's just, like, even... I know they've found a way to, you know, get them all on the field together and, you know, both of them and you and use them in different ways. But it's just like, especially with the hot hand that Tony seems to have now, do you move away from that but to kind of go back to that, that split time? Uh, or was it just like, 
or was this a big just a big game because it's the Bears? Like that's a good that's a interesting thing I think just because like does he continue to have these games with Zeke on the field is just another like I guess proof of thought. I mean, it's the opportunity thing, right? Like, are they going to, you know, put him... He, he was he clearly operated in the lead role, in you know, here in Week 8. Uh, 14 for 131 and, and three touchdowns. I mean, that's not even a lot of attempts to do that. So, <laughs> my God. Um, receiving one of 16... I mean, some of that has to be Chicago, right? To to get a buck thirty-one and three touchdowns off of only fourteen attempts. Exactly. Yeah, I think that does have a lot to do with Chicago. Um, you know them, and that defensively, they, especially with them just trading Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn recently. So I think that does have a lot to do with it. Yeah. But, yeah, they're parting out their team practically. Yeah, selling you know selling key pieces, and I think after Roquan Smith, you just sold arguably your best overall player on that team. Yeah, and that is a and it was interesting. He go to Baltimore as well. Like, I, I, I was surprised Baltimore even made the move. In all honesty, they need, um, they need but, help on defense, man. Baltimore needs true. help on defense. Stephen A. chewed them out like three, four weeks ago. About how they are yeah. uh, defensively, uh, particularly. Uh, I mean, they get yeah, they got a linebacker. They did get some help. Yeah. Uh, pair him with Patrick Queen and kind of will, and then they get some guys back that have been on IR. Uh, Tyus Bowser and uh, one of their draft picks. I forgot his name. Thanks for his name is David. Just don't I say his last name. But they do get two of the. I get. I think critical, you know, pass rush guys back. Yeah, and we'll see how they perform. But they are starting. It looks like they're starting to get a bit healthier on the defensive side of the ball. They need. They they need it, man. They 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 need it. The scoring has been just too easy. On uh, that's true. On Baltimore. Yeah. Well, especially now adding Wilkon Smith, I think that's a. I think, especially doing, if you're looking at just a linebacker, I think that's a a big time move, and we'll see how it translates to the field. Right, but. right. Yeah, front, <laughs> the you know front page of uh, the Ravens uh, ESPN page, uh, literally, the headline literally is "Ex Bears Linebacker Smith Shocked by Trade to Ravens." Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not a. I don't know. I don't know. Chicago is in a. Seems like they're in a state of of flux. Uh, I. Uh, wasn't that was that meme I sent you with Thanos about Chicago? Yeah, I had <laughs> had to do a Chase Claypool. <laughs> right, because Claypool's there, right there, the complete their set of mid receivers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's the one thing they're after. They're parting out all their good players on defense, but like, <laughs> let's make sure we uh, collect as many mid-receivers as possible. Exactly, yeah. and we'll see. <laughs> Just throwing the ball downfield and we'll act like he's going to go up and get it like Odell a couple years ago at one hand or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> act like we're going to pretend like in our system they're actually going to be elite. 
And it's a second but, rounder for next year too. You know what I mean? Like it's not a it's not a slouch of a pick. Um, yeah, um, it it looks. I, I mean, that's what they were saying at the end of the day. Like that's kind of what it would have to have have to be. Like the only way they would trade him is for like a high draft pick, like a second rounder. You're not gonna get a first. Yeah. But getting a second, that's not too bad of a like a pickup. You know. Yeah. I mean, they are getting a 2023 fourth rounder uh, from Philly for shipping uh, Robert Quinn. Exactly. Yeah. yeah um, as far, you know, as far as Chase, though, I don't know. I don't know if we've really seen the his his ceiling, what he can be. I feel like there's a little more there than what we've seen from him in Pittsburgh. Or maybe we didn't see more from him in Pittsburgh because there isn't as much there as we thought. So maybe the jury's still out on that. I don't know if you're going to see more of his ceiling by being at Chicago um, and being with Justin Fields. But um, I, I, I don't know. I'm still kind of of the belief that he's... I don't know if he's a number one receiver but i feel like a 1b is his ceiling i i i, I definitely feel like he's a num he he's a number two receiver but uh i think the potential is there for being the guy but you know that that remains to be seen who knows if it'll be right now at this point in his career or with chicago or how long he's even with chicago i don't know but um uh yeah I still believe there's a little more there. Um, what uh, what do, what do we want to what do we want to hit before wrapping things up? I know we hit uh, the Dallas game. Oh, uh, <laughs> real quick, uh, Raiders getting blanked by New Orleans. I I don't even I, I don't get it, man. I mean, you got you got Josh McDaniels on the podium apologizing to all of Raider Nation. For the loss, like yeah, he knows when this looks coaches. bad, dude. What is with these mm -hmm. Patriots coaches going to? I don't, John. I dude, my brain is trying to wrap. I'm trying to wrap my brain around how there's so many. I mean, outside of who, Mike Vrabel. I mean, Mike Vrabel's had quite a bit of success uh, with Tennessee, but. I, these New England guys, they leave, they go get their own head coaching jobs after being coordinators under Bill Belichick, and then they kind of screw the pooch and end up coming back. And this has happened, you know, a number of times. Um, uh, you know, Miami's coach from uh, last year. Oh, what's his name? Yeah, my gosh. Uh, Brian Flores, right? He was he was, Brian, yeah. he was New England. Um, now, that situation, you know, ha has more complexities to it than just on the field with being in Miami. I thought he actually was doing a, a decent job in, in some spots, but it is what it is. He's a coordinator again. Uh, Matt Patricia, Detroit, didn't get anywhere there. Coordinator again. Um, there's a, there's another coach or two I'm think I'm not coming to mind that kind of flamed out after leaving New England, um, and now Josh McDaniels were starting to ask some questions. So I don't I don't get it, man. They've upgraded everywhere, and yet we're over here like wishing, uh, you know, the interim coach uh, Basaccia was back running this team. <laughs> I mean, other than Josh Jacobs looking phenomenal, like I, I don't. Man, 
I, and this is the game you wanted to bring up. I went off on a rant, so apologies. But I, I just I don't I don't get it, bro. I don't I don't really understand it either. You think you would think coming from you know a Bill Belichick scheme that you guys would be successful? I'm just like, like what is it like? And you know how long like Josh McDaniels waited to find his opportunity? Like he turned down the Colts a few years ago when he had actually he literally got back on the plane and went home. Exactly, and then he decided to stay with New England, and they had an okay like offense and all of that. You know, they had pretty good offenses, especially under Brady. But then you take the Raider job, you get Devontae Adams, and you, you would think they would translate this more success, and then it didn't, and it hasn't, yeah. and then you get blinked. I shout out to Alvin Kamara though, three touchdowns after not having any touchdowns to come into the season. Way to score, you know, three against the Raiders defense that obviously couldn't stop you. Yeah. 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 The uh, blasphemy. Zero. Zero. I mean, it, when, once you're so far down and it's in the middle of the fourth quarter, there's no point in even kicking a field goal when it's like 24 0, 21 0. And you're just trying to get a, a tutty, but my goodness, you can't even get in field goal range in the first half, man. Like, anyway. I don't know what the Saints did, man, but <laughs> they were able to limit the Raiders significantly. Yeah, two and five, bro. This is this it shouldn't even be like this right now for them. Once um, again, a hyped up division went nowhere. <laughs> It's the Chiefs and every, you know everybody else. Uh, I said it, man. You can't count them out. You can't. Like, you don't even was... feel that. Yeah, you don't even feel that confident about the four and three Chargers. To be honest with you. Uh, yeah, they have a good matchup this week, but uh, yeah. we look down the season. Once again, injuries that plagued them. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but they're right back in that same position with Philip Rivers all those years ago. Injury. Yeah. Yeah. And you know some question, some questionable decision making from time to time, and then sometimes they just get missing in the second half of games, performance wise. So, yeah, that division is is the Chiefs to lose as it seems to be every year, no matter what all these other teams in the AFC West do. Um, exactly. let's see before uh, we get you up out of here. What about these? Uh, what about these Bengals losing to the Man. Browns? One guy down. Obviously, your best guy. But come on, next man up. I mean, you would think it's next man up mentality, right? You would think, oh, Jamal Chase is. But we'll let him rest. You still got Higgins and Boyd and Joe Mixon and Hayden Hurst is coming along. Like you would think, no drop off. Yeah. I said it the Saturday. I said it Saturday before the game. I said, "This is my hot take to the like to some of the guys." I was like, "The Bengals are going to struggle without Jamal Chase. It's not all on one player. It's a whole team. It's a team effort and all of that." Right. But right. You still, again, you don't defend the Bengals the same. Trust me, you don't defend the Bengals the same way that you do when Jamar when number one's on the field. You don't. So I'm like, so okay. So uh, let me ask you a question about that then, because. I I think yeah, I think there's truth to that statement. I think yeah, you're you're over you know you're over the target. Um, so what is 
what is T. Higgins? Is he Jamar Chase Light? Is he is he Chase Claypool? Is he what 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 is he like in your opinion? Uh, as far as a receiver and piece in this offense, I think when they drafted T. Higgins, I didn't think that was a like all of you know. T, we've seen T. Higgins, so like he's a big deep ball threat. Um, cat big catch over the middle. Um, he wasn't really needed in that offense at the time they drafted him, and now he's you know a focal point, a focal point. But I think he's he's not so much that Claypool. He is a I wonder what's a good person to compare him to. I think he's kind of like you said earlier. He's a one B, you know, in that offense, and yeah. that's going to be a question too because he's coming up on a contract extension too. You know, he's yeah. okay, his rookie contract's expiring soon. So, like, who do you, that's one of the reasons why they didn't pay Jesse Bates because Joe Burrow's coming up, Higgins is coming up, Jamar in a couple of years. So, do you go out and pay T. Higgins, you know, close to top receiver money? So, that's a question that I have because, you know, he, he's good. I think he's a solid receiver in that offense, but, you know, how good is he? How good is he going to prove to be, especially now with Jamar out? Like, is he going to prove that he he can earn that top receiver money? Like, is yeah. he going to prove that he can be that guy for them right now while he's out? Or yeah. are we just going to get more of what we had on Sunday? On yeah. Monday, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I still think, like, without Jamar, like, the offense is going to look very different. I heard some people, like, some analysts say they might go run more run heavy you know they may run the ball some more and that's a different thing now with Joe Mixon too because he's had a career low 3.2 yards yards per carry so far now we're talking about offensive line woes yeah yeah offensive line is still an issue Joe Burrow still taking a lot of games the game hit a lot but well I mean Burrow was under pressure when he turned it over uh twice uh, I believe in the first half you know so that gets Cleveland going with with points and gets sacked um Wow Burrow's 0 and 4 in his career versus the Browns see I, I wow see I didn't even know that that's crazy 232 and two touchdowns and an interception got sacked uh you know fumble had a fumble yeah, yeah. They didn't look comfortable, man. They didn't look like the mm-hmm. Bengals on Monday. Like, they didn't look like themselves, yeah. I think. Like, you change it. Again, you change how you see the Bengals without number one. And Makes like, it only random so times. Go ahead. Yeah, they you just change how you defend them. Like, you don't – it's not like zone anymore. Like, you, you, you don't have two people around Jamar Chase all the time. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, right, that defense. I, that defense can breathe uh, without him yeah. out there. Cause, you know, they're, I, it doesn't seem like they're going to defend Higgins the same as they defend Jamar Chase. As of right yeah. now, you know, maybe until he puts, you know, proof that he needs that on tape over the next few weeks. Um, man, I mean, he was three for forty-nine and a touchdown on six receptions. Uh, Boyd got a touchdown. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, good for the Browns, good for Amari Cooper. Uh, the, the man is a professional, 5 of 7, 
for 131 and a touchdown. He just keeps getting it done. They doubted him coming into the season. Has Brissett yeah. throwing to him. He was a fantasy cast off practically. Uh, and he just keeps coming into work and doing his job and being a number one. And, you know, not all, you don't hear holding him chat a whole lot or anything. He just comes to work, does his job, gets yards, gets touchdowns, goes home. Like, I mean, he's a machine. The guy, yeah. great catches, great routes. I, re- exactly. I probably respect Cooper more more than ever after being here, man. I'd I- I love to see it. I'd love to see the doubters proved wrong on him. Good for you, Amari Cooper. That's off. Uh, yeah, man. I, I did. He, he was definitely not someone on my radar. Like, I, if I had to take him, it was because I was optimistic. I took him a few leagues, and I, like, I've even traded for him once. So, I think the Browns are playing better. Like, Brissett has been better than they expected. You yeah. know, I think we've had our conversation about Brissett leading games and all that. But when we the one game in Brissett, they they and the defense, I mean they uh, they did they accomplished so far they're accomplishing what they set out to do win up until to get Deshaun Watson back, and we don't know what Deshaun Watson's still going to look like. Right, but right. Still, it's still a question mark. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, if Brissett has to come back in, you know what you have. Right. You know. So. It, hats off to Brissett, man. After all the hate, the doubt, you know, even for me, and I'm, I'm I can't stand the Browns. Can't stand the whole division for most days. You know what? All the time, but you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh. I know. Steelers uh, loyal through and through, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, you got to give respect where respects due for sure. Exactly. Oh man. Um. All right, my guy. Uh, any any uh, finishing touches? You want to put on on week eight and or anything as far as a look ahead to uh, next week to put a button on it. Thursday night football, man. Thursday we got Houston and the Eagles, and we might it might be over by halftime. That's my bold prediction. That we <laughs> <laughs> the game might be over by halftime. Uh, second stringers, third stringers might. That's be how most game. of Philly's games feel like, you know, except for yeah. a couple here and there. Yeah, man, Philly, props to him, man. They look like the, they're a true contender right now. Ballers, like bro. You know, like, they've got playmakers all over the field, all both sides of the ball. Ah, props to them. You know, they're, they're taking care of business. Ballers. Yes, 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 they they are. Uh, fun team, fun team to watch, for sure. Um, they should just roll right on through Houston. Um yeah, yeah, man. Um, I think uh, I think that is going to. I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Uh, anything else to uh, add? But um, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's going to do it. I'm still, you know, still waiting to see what my guys Kirk and Lamar and Dak. You know, they all kind of go in the same bin for me. Even maybe. Jimmy G, even though he's gotten farther, you know, what are these, what are these, who's, who's going to get to an NFC uh, championship out of those three, Kirk, Lamar, and Dak, finally in their, in their career, that's, that's really what I'm, you know, eager to see, so, you know, another week down, so. Exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, and lastly, my Giants, bro, Richie James Jr., fumbling, <laughs> twice, twice on special teams, man, like, 
I, some analysts on NFL Network made a great point, dude. Like, as great as the Giants have played, we're not necessarily built right now to sustain, you know, brutal turnovers uh, like that, especially against a hot team in their own house. Yeah. Like, they scored off of both of those turnovers, man. Um, you know, not, not built to sustain, you know, stuff, stuff like that in bad spots too, right? Close to the red zone because they're, they're, you know, they're kicking it off and you're, and you're muffing it. Like, oh man, so I brutal. It was, I thought it was, yeah, man, I thought it was funny. Like they had come off the field after both times after those fumbles happened when they punched the ball away. Gino put his hat helmet down and turned around. Oh, we got the ball back. Oh, pick it up. Run back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's I my turn again? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's my time? Let's yeah, get it. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so brutal. Um, better days are ahead, though. I, I, I think better days are ahead for the Giants. Yeah. Um, Does he keep that job? I guess so, right? I mean, as far as the punt re- or the kickoff returning, punt returning. I wouldn't be surprised if they put Slayton back there, bro, to be honest, but. I mean, that's to be determined, but because I know he had a hand injury too coming out of there. Uh, Richard James. Oh, did he? Richie James. Yeah, he collapsed. I don't know so the extent of that, but we'll, we'll, we shall see. Those fumbles are definitely going to come into question. Bro, twice the same thing, same game. Oh, rough, 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 rough. Um, but yes, you're right. Better days are ahead. Better days are ahead. All right, my guy. I'll let you go. Thanks for coming on. As always, oh, plug your socials real quick for me if you don't mind. Uh, Instagram is 77 ways of E and TikTok E money 7000. Alrighty then. All right, my boy. Till, uh, till next time. Uh, until yes, week, looking forward to it. week nine, we yes, will uh, convene again. Looking forward to it. All right. I'll catch you later, my guy. Peace out. Hey, listener fam. If you like the pod, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Thanks so much for hanging with us at Baller Fall Headquarters, a place of the people, spitting raw sports opinions by the people, packed and wrapped into a show for the people. It's the Ball Out of Fallout podcast, baby. We out.